Hello, 10 percenters, and welcome to the Occupy Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smiley, and every week I'm going to look at the amazing things that wrestlers, promotions, and fans are doing in this crazy world we call professional wrestling. Thanks to everyone out there for your feedback and support after the first episode of this podcast. I'm hoping to make this a more regular thing going forward. I'm happy to say that I've got plenty of great stuff for you this episode, so let's get right to it. Here's the latest from our site partners. My buddy Sean from Deshaun's Two Cents has been keeping busy lately, having recently gone to Vegas for Ring of Honor's 14th anniversary show, as well as going to PWG's All-Star Weekend over in Reseda. He has some new videos up on YouTube, including a chat with Matthew of Botchamania. Yep, that Matthew. On a side note, I think I'd be ready for Botchamania, considering this segment alone took me 20 takes. Either way, be sure to check out the new videos over at Deshaun's Two Cents on YouTube. As of this recording, my friends over at the MFX podcast have already recorded MFX 136. But in the meantime, be sure to check out the more recent episode where they did an alternative commentary for WWE Fastlane. It's about as hilarious as you can expect, so be sure to check it out. I recently had the chance to be on the Wrestling Mayhem show to talk about WWE Roadblock and play the Patreon and the Bank round of Mayhem Mania, among other things. So be sure to go check it out, along with a great episode of Indie Mayhem and much more at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And now for this week's Wrestling Media Review. If you have a piece of media that you'd like me to check out and give my thoughts on, be sure to send me an email at info at powertothesmarks.com. Last summer I found out about a new film that was looking for Kickstarter backing at the time, called The Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. I told the filmmaker I would give a review for the site and then life got in the way, but thankfully I can finally give my thoughts on the film. Imagine a suspense thriller with aspects of the wrestler and the current MTV product of reality shows. Imagine a dash of humor in the mix, and you have the brilliance that is the Boom Boom Girls of Wrestling. I had a lot of fun watching this film, and I highly recommend it to anyone into those kinds of movies. For more info, go to theboomboomgirls.com. I also had a chance to check out a show from the International Wrestling Cartel out in Pennsylvania. They recently celebrated their 15th anniversary with the aptly named 15. From top to bottom, it was a great card to watch. My personal favorite was the RJ City Colcabana match. The show was produced by my buddies over at Sorgatron Media, the people behind such great podcasts as Wrestling Mayhem Show. And you can find this and other great wrestling shows from IWC, the Renegade Wrestling Alliance, Vicious Outcast Wrestling, Border City Wrestling, and much more over at IndieWrestling.us. You can find great digital downloads from all these different companies. And from IWC, RWA, and more, you can even be able to buy DVDs. While you're over there, be sure to check out the Around the Indie blog by my buddy Matt Carlins. And be sure to let them know how much you appreciate the website. And now for this week's interview. This week it's all about positive vibes as I had a chance to chat with Kenny Pete of the Mystery Men, the band that provides the tunes for this show. We had a lot of fun talking about WrestleMania 2, PWG, Ring of Honor, Chikara, and staying positive in the midst of a generally negative internet wrestling community. Hello everyone, Alex Smiley here, and for those of you that have been listening to the show, 
Uh, you might have noticed the wonderful tunes that open and close us. Uh, the man I'm talking to today is one of the men behind those awesome tunes. Uh, this is Kenny Pete from the Mystery Men. Kenny, nice to have you on. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much for being, uh, for having me here. Thank you so much for, uh, playing the tunes and supporting the stuff. I, uh, played drums for, you know, many years in a bunch of different bands. And, uh, I got the idea to do this, uh, project called the Mystery Men where we wear, a lucha masks and we play sort of ham bandy jamboree music where we didn't write a set list and just sort of did these sort of groove things on stage in between stuff lucha style and costume and uh sort of the mystery men sort of turned into a way for me to like okay cool i have this band so uh i'm gonna tweet my wrestle thoughts through the band account so that way i can not only use the wrestling stuff to promote the band, but also have that sort of be my wrestling voice, you know, online. So it was, you know, the, uh, the other dudes who played, I've had the guys on the album were the core dudes, but I've done shows with many other guys and, uh, other groups of friends. Like as a musician, you sort of get to know a lot of people and have a lot of friends who do the same kind of thing. So you can just be like, Oh, Hey, we got offered to do a gig. You want to play bass? Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got this thing. You want to play guitar? Okay, cool. We'll play all those songs we know. And then, you know, it'll be our other friends and we'll able, be able to get to do stuff. So, uh, that's sort of where all that comes from. And, uh, I've just been able to, uh, not only like get some of the music out that way. So some like-minded people can, you know, enjoy some of the stuff that I, you know, put out there. And then at the same time, been able to, you know, meet a bunch of really rad people like you and tons of other folks. So I'm super stoked to be here and I'm, you know, it's all positive, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I've, cause I was checking some of the stuff out before It's definitely some great stuff. I, uh, I think one of my favorite bits of was listening to the song cause, uh, I try to remember the name of the track now, but, uh, one of your tunes was used for uh, the opening theme for the, uh, the the season one, if you will, of Ch- uh, Chikara and Fifteen, and kind of from there it's been. Oh yeah, to listen to. she used. Yeah. Uh, cool. Oh, that uh, was uh, that's uh, funk, funk you out your shoes. Yep, that's I the believe. one. That's right. Yeah. 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 It yeah. Because it was great. Because then I heard it one time on. Uh, I want to. It was on one of the PW Ponderings podcasts. They used the same track, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yes. I don't remember yes. if it was, I don't remember if it was a Chikara, a Viva Chikara or something else, but yeah, I remember that. That's really cool. They, 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 they did some stuff for New Source. Yeah. The PW Pondering staff, they do, uh, they do a real bang up job over there and they're all, uh, awesome, awesome folks. And they're, uh, so yeah, they're totally cool, uh, about using the tunes here and there about stuff. Oh yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, the Blue Meanie's a fan. Mm. Uh, he found, he found the music video that we made for Keep My Heat On. Uh, and he like found it through like a different, like an online video distribution network. And like, mm-hmm. he'll always tweet like music videos and stuff that he likes. Like he's a big rock guy. He loves Van Halen and loves like Guns N' Roses and stuff. And like, he came across our video and was like, Hey, these guys are awesome. And I'm like just reading Twitter one day and I was like, the blue meaning he's tweeting about my band. That is so awesome. That's you know, great. and like, I'm just like, I get geeked, you know, every time that kind of stuff happens. Like, I'm just as excited. Like, I also got to shout out, uh, the first guys to ever put us on were, uh, Dean Dixon and, uh, Dan from the Hell in a Cell Talk Radio Network, mm. um, who do a fine job. They do a lot of, uh, hockey coverage of the show called Obey the Puck. That's Dan. And then they also do, uh, a lot of, 
like current mainstream recap stuff. They also do a lot of combat zone stuff. If you're into that, they cover a lot of that. Um, and they do, they do a real great show and they saw us, uh, Dean saw us in 2012. We played an awesome event, which we'll get into in a second. And, uh, he was like, Hey, this is awesome. I would love to have you guys on the show. And so ever since he was able to throw us on, which is great. So fun and good times through music. Nice. Nice. All right, let me go ahead and get started with the basic questions here. When did you first get into wrestling? And that could be like maybe your first memory of like maybe your first show you've gone to or the first thing you've watched. Uh, it was definitely through the magic of television uh, in the like mid, I'd say mid late 80s. Um, you know, being in growing up in the Northeast, uh, in an area where we had cable, uh, I had access to like ESPN, uh, TBS, you know, New York stuff. So I was able to catch like waning days of AWA, waning days of the world class on ESPN, um, uh, mid Atlantic. And it was like, it was NWA, Jim Crockett promotions, what would become WCW, but it wasn't, it was, you know, the National Wrestling Alliance presents, you know, mid Atlantic. So it was all Saturday night, 605. Like I still, that's still to this day, a huge, like reference point of a lot of stuff and then all the you know mainstream new york and stuff so uh i don't know i remember i, I want to say probably in between two and three i remember seeing two on vhs and i remember mm. like a build to three so yeah. i guess you got to mark it down at 86 so count it kids <laughs> but uh hey it's all but what's cool about it is that you know watching it in a way where you know everybody has their ebbs and flows with how much they either follow all of it or follow most of it or follow just the stuff on TV. But like being able to see all these cooler different things and just to see the evolution of how anything's gone on over the years is pretty cool to see. So I'm like excited that I can still watch something and be like, wow, that was awesome. Like I can still sort of be, I can still be blown away by a lot of stuff that goes on nowadays. Yeah. Even though, you know, we've quote unquote seen it all, huh. you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, WrestleMania 2 has always been interesting to me. I think mostly because of the fact that they kind of split it between the three venues. And I never, like, I never got a chance to really watch it, but I always thought it was interesting, especially with, like, you had one set in, like, LA, another in, uh, yeah, it was Chicago, it was Chicago, Chicago, LA, and, and it was, they were, it was, it was, you know, basically, you know, the, inf the, the idea behind it. I also, uh, went to college for, uh, television, radio production film, you know, Bachelor of Arts, all that stuff. So, um, we get into like programming and the techniques and the, you know, ideas behind all that stuff. And at the time, that was Vince trying to like expand the cable network, build what pay per view was. I don't even know if pay per view was, pay per view was like really new. Um, they still had, you know, this thing called closed circuit where you would go and watch it like in an arena and they would play it on a screen. Yeah. Um, so I think this was like, Hey, well we can put on, you know, instead of, you know, Vince, like, well, I just put, put on one show and we can put on three shows same day mm -hmm. and, you know, build, you know, piles and piles of things. So, uh, that's what they ended up doing. But I would love to see some of the matches that were like not a part of the broadcast because like, when you look at, you sit down and watch, you know, Mania 2, it's like three matches from each town, mm -hmm. but like each town had an undercard. 
Yeah. Where are those undercard matches? How can I see them? Like, is Ted RCD somewhere on the undercard of like the Los Angeles show? Like, look him up, kids, because mm-hmm. he was a treasure. Like, so we'll see. But uh, I would love to see if that stuff even exists. And you know, that's I guess as you can tell, you know, they decided to scrap that because it wasn't. You know, they could do better things with it. Yeah, I mean, can, can, I'm just imagining it now because you know the WWE Network is such a big thing. Like, imagine having all that lost footage suddenly found. <laughs> um, somebody, somebody's got it somewhere. So, yeah. dig it up. You know, they've been, they've got an army of people. Just their entire job is to digitize stuff. So, I'm sure they got it somewhere. Dial it up, kids. Make it happen. <laughs> so, awesome. it's out there. Awesome. All right. So, kind of on the flip side of this coin, I want to kind of get into what, like, how you got into music. Maybe like your influences, and then we'll kind of get into the origins of like what you did before the Mystery Man, kind of the origins of of the band, etc. Yeah, um, I played drums since let's see, I've been playing drums since 1990. Count it. Um, so I've always played. I think I was in my first like rock bandish. I always was in like marching band through school, um, concert band, percussion ensemble, jazz band, also. Um, and then it was in my first like awful alterno rock band, I would say, because we did all those like alterno rock covers, mm-hmm. like I guess '95. And then you know you go salt, you get salty after playing alterno covers. So then I joined a metal band with my other friends, who I'm still friends with to this day, uh, which is awesome. And I actually hung out with a bass player earlier today because uh, our nice. singer's son was baptized. That's right. Rock stars grow up, have family, get kids, and then go to baptisms and stuff and cookouts. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, it's a metal band and then, uh, you know, always played for a long time. And then I went away to school and met up with some other people, played here and there. Uh, I met, I grew up, uh, in the, uh, the Jersey Shore area, uh, not far from where, uh, Diamond Dallas Page graduated high school. So. Look it up, kids. You'll dig it. <laughs> and then, uh, so I went to school. I met a bunch of friends out in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and uh, they were also in in uh, some musical circles. So, uh, you know, musicians always sort of flock together for whatever reason. So I would always help them out and do some things and then uh, got to play with those cats for a little while. And it was out there, friends of ours had this idea for a band called Sinking Ship. And what it was was that uh, these four friends who were musicians all lived together in a house, and there was an awful snowstorm. So what happens when there's an awful snowstorm and four musicians live in a house? They get cases and cases of beer, switch instruments, and write ridiculous songs. Um, so, And then they created these sort of characters, and then once they recorded these songs, would start doing live shows, and, you know, uh, the guitar player, Tim, he was actually Mitt and he played keys. Uh, you know, John ended up becoming, uh, Nodge. He played saxophone, but he also played guitar. The drummer, Jason, no Sanj. And, you know, uh, Captain Cram, whose name was Mark, you know, there you go. So they all had these different characters and they played these ridiculous songs. So I remember, they uh they were just not only great friends of ours but also everybody loved hearing their music and uh i was like that's such a great idea for a band so fast forward years later i moved back to the jersey shore area and started to uh play around with some different musicians in this uh in this neck of the woods 
and bumped into these two guys who wanted to sort of do like a cover band thing because there's lots of places where uh, bands can play, like lots of bars around here where bands can play covers and, you know, get a couple hundred bucks a night for playing other people's music. And if they do well, they can get more of those gigs and do different things and stuff like that. So we would get together and jam. And before we would hunker down and quote unquote work on these covers, we would just sort of have these freeform jams and we recorded everything. So after like three, four months of practice, it's like, dude, we keep, we've got like this pile of music here and all these cool songs and we're really enjoying like what's happening here. Like, what can we do with this? And one day of practice, it hit me like a lightning bolt. I was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play shows with jam bands who don't write set lists so we can just go up there and do whatever and they'll think it's art, quote unquote. But we'll do it in costumes. And so at first it was just me doing the lucha stuff because that was my influence and the other guys did different things. But after a couple of months, it sort of clicked when I was like, why don't we all try to wear lucha masks? And when we all wear lucha masks, that's when it clicked with people. And they were like, oh, okay, we get it. It's like, you're different. You guys leave and then you do this thing and then you set your stuff. Like we would go into shows and be like, oh, we're the road crew for the mystery men. They're not here yet. And they'd be like, what? They're, I was like, don't worry. I was like, we're setting up their stuff. They'll be here soon. You got nothing to worry about. So that way, like the sound guy is already on edge and doesn't know what's going on because we like to keep <laughs> people on their toes. You know, we want to make sure that they're not just in for a night. Like they got to actually put in some work. And, um, so then, you know, we set up all our stuff. We dip out and then we gear up and then make a grand entrance and then come in and play our music and do these, you know, silly things. And then, uh, you know, settle down our stuff, flip out, and then the road crew shows up to pack up our stuff and leave. And, you know, it was a funny <laughs> thing we did for, you know, a super long time. So, uh, lots of fun with the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash the mystery men one, the number one. Um, you can catch a lot of hijinks there of a lot of our old live shows as well as our old like promos. Cause of course, you know, I got to cut a promo before mm. or, like the week or weeks before the show, you know. There's a fantastic one of um, the Seaside Boardwalk pre-Hurricane Sandy um, that I highly recommend you check out. That was some of my best work, I think, ever. Um, one of my personal favorites. I don't know about best work, but whatever. Everybody's got their, their thing. One of my favorites, yeah. I just basically walked around Seaside Boardwalk putting on different masks with a camera and just interacting with people and, you know, just cutting promos in between, like, hyping our show at EJ's which is like the localist of local spots, you know, that like, it's like one of those like random bars on the North side of the seaside board. Also, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and that's what it's all about. Like we always had fun doing it and, uh, you know, fun and good times. And once like now, um, the guitar player is a police officer in New York city and the bass players in like five other musical projects. He's always super busy, but, um, sometimes there's a rare occasion where, you know, the spotlight, it'll go up into the sky. I'll be able to throw something together and then, uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. So awesome. that was fun. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about what you enjoy watching in wrestling and maybe outside of wrestling too. Uh, we started talking a little bit before, uh, before we started the recording, uh, about our, our mutual love for 05 to 08 PWG. Oh yeah. So good. <laughs> So good. Uh, yeah, I, from your last episode when, uh, I was with Babs, hey Babs, what's up? Uh, when, uh, you mentioned that you had found PWG sells out one at a Best Buy, I was like, so did I! <laughs> I have to write that down. We need to talk. And like, 
you know, everybody knows or has heard, or at least, you know, PWG is this thing and it's special and it's magic and all this cool stuff that goes on there. And that stuff was going on there like back then too. It just didn't translate as well. Um, you know, clearly because the, you know, the vibe wasn't different, but in ring product, amazing. Mm -hmm. So PWG sells out. They do these compilations, uh, once every couple of years of like a best of in like a time year frame. And so sells out was the first one they did. And I'm not even sure if it's in print anymore. Um, I don't know. I had, uh, I actually was at a show a couple weeks ago and asked, uh, Joey Ryan to sign the cover of it because he's got a cool little, uh, mm -hmm. he's on and up there yeah. along with like Christopher Daniels and AJ and uh Super Dragon and CM Punk and uh Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe all those guys so like the first disc is totally front loaded with all of that and all of those guys end up being like the gateway drugs to discs two and three which is where you get baby Kevin Steen baby El Generico baby Pac aka Neville you know, baby Roderick Strong, baby Davey Richards, uh, baby Joey Ryan, like all of them, you know, it's just so crazy to see with along with like the other dudes who built PWG, like Scott Lost and uh, Chris Bosch, who are arrogance as a tag team, Quicksilver, Scorpio Sky, E-Boy, Human Tornado, like mm. how great yeah. Human Tornado, like you got to tell that, tell that story about the Human Tornado. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, I was telling Kenny before we recorded. Uh, so when I, I went to my first show for Orange County Championship Wrestling uh, over in Los Alamitos, coincidentally also at an American Legion post, uh, from it. And it was great because I, standing outside the post was a guy that looked very familiar to me and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I was like, is it? No, it can't be. And then later on the night, the guy I saw turned out to be Human Tornado, who, uh, guest refereed like one or two matches for that night. And so it was really cool. And then I talked to him real quick and just thanked him for like the work that he put in PWG and everywhere else. And it was just really cool to kind of see a guy that I recognize from that, like from, you know, you know, again, from, from that DVD of PWG and just like actually seeing him at a live show. It was, it was great. That's so. awesome. And uh, he was even out for like a long time and came back. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, you he's, know, he's, he's pretty involved. A, you know, yeah. He's pretty involved in the local, like, I would say a lot of the smaller, uh, independent promotions out here in SoCal. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's awesome. I just thought that was so good. Like, when I saw you at a Twitter at H Tizzle, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is tremendous. I was like, the human tornado lives. I was like, this is so, <laughs> so good because he's got, he's got a match on, I think it's disc three. It's from a show called based on a true story, human tornado versus Joey Ryan. For the PWG title 2007, Gorilla Warfare, and they beat the crap out of each other, and it is fantastic. Like, there's just so much good stuff. There's, there's even a Briscoe Brothers match on this thing. The yeah. Briscoe Brothers versus Pac and Roderick Strong. Like, how rando is that? And it actually happened in 2007 in PWG. So don't sleep on that stuff. Like, yeah. the new PWG is awesome. But like classic PWG stands up and it just has such a such a, a really cool flavor to it. Like it's just such a rando thing that like you look at it now, it's like, wow, I can't believe like that was a thing. Like I uh you know, the other day I was watching watching something where it was like uh instead of instead of, I 
saw a picture. It was uh, Samoa Joe versus like baby Kevin Steen from 2006. <laughs> I took a picture and it was like watching some last night's NXT on takeaway. Like, so, because it's just like hilarious, man. Like all these years later, they're just killing it on these huge platforms. I mean, it's so it's like just like being able to see Human Tornado in the flesh, which is totally awesome, by the way. And for you to be like, hey, thank you for everything you did. Like that, you know, that's that's a big thing for me. Like being able to just say thanks you know like being able to see joey ryan and be like man i was a fan back then and now to see what you know the entire joey enterprise joey ryan enterprise has turned into is uh is pretty awesome to come from from that and to to actually see it you know the whole thing develop and grow and become some of this crazy thing it's just super cool nice so good yeah. pwg man check it out do that, the high, there's some high spot submission, uh, subscription gimmick. You can sign up on the high spot thing. Mm-hmm. Check out all that stuff. The streaming. Stream yeah. it up, kids. Go. <laughs> oh, you're... Yeah, that's great. So, so what, what else are you into with wrestling? Like any other indie promotions? What, like, and what, maybe what do you think about like WWE? Uh, I enjoy WWE. I follow it. You know, I enjoy some of it. I know a lot of it. I pay more attention to like the guys I really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like Kevin, anything Kevin Owens touches turns to gold. Yeah. You know, like even with the rumor, I feel like even just his promos into a match or even kind of a program with Big Show, as many people will groan and roll their eyes. I feel like, I feel like Kevin Owens can make that something really, really awesome. Like even, even his just exclusives where he's backstage with Melhouse oh and all that stuff, like so all good. that stuff is just, can't miss it's can't miss and again to be able to see baby kevin steen in 2005 Reseda and to see him turn into kevin owens you know i can buy a cardboard standout of kevin owens life size and put him in my office you know it's incredible to me like it's just so good to see I, uh so you know i pay attention more to that stuff but uh, as far as indie stuff uh you know chikara is awesome you know we'll spend a bunch of time on that uh i also want to hit i love uh aiw out of cleveland Mm. They, uh, they got some really cool things going on in, in between, you know, a lot of indie names. They have a lot of really cool homegrown, uh, guys out of their school and just dudes that you don't see other places. Um, you know, guys like Jerry and guys like, uh, Weird Body, Weird, Weird yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those guys are. So, uh, you know, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams and Tyson Dukes in a tag team, Money. So, uh, those guys are great. So those are, those are, so between PWG, AIW, Chikara, I would say those are probably the top three that I'm mostly paying attention to in between like New Japan gifts mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, whatever's on TV in the background while I'm connected to doing some other stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and Ring of Honor's fun is like a live event, you know, yeah, going yeah. to like Ring of Honor person especially when um you know being close to philly it's like an hour and change from my place so uh it's always cool to you know drive down and catch you know those new japan dudes when they come to town because that's just next level nonsense it's just so good so good even like the spoiler alert kids (laughs) uh the next couple weeks of ring of honor tv are just like very receda ish and totally (laughs) can't miss (laughs) definitely you're going to want to watch like everything that they just taped in Philadelphia for like the late, I guess, late March going into April, I guess, whatever their lead into whatever their Dallas thing is going to be, um, you know, 
whenever those TV starts airing, definitely check them out because all three episodes were can't miss because the entire night top to bottom was fantastic. So that's, it's always awesome to see. And it's just great to see, you know, dudes just like practice the craft at that highest level, you know, yeah. in that kind of intimate environment, like, you know, being really close to exactly. It's like, you're so close to being, to watching a performance. That's just like, you know, next level. It's not something you get anywhere else. It's definitely not something you get when you go see WWE or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. You know. But, uh, like I have a rule. I don't, I don't go to pay-per-views or TV anymore, strictly, uh, strictly house shows because I can watch TV or pay-per-view from my house and be much more comfortable. Um, and house shows are when guys get to break script and screw around and do cartwheels and, you know, make fun of people and like have funny stuff. You know, it's like you always hear about. Like I'm a big fan of um MVP's podcast on uh MLW radio. He does with uh former writer Andrew Goldstein, uh the VIP lounge. And uh he talks about a match he had with Shelton Benjamin from Tupelo, Mississippi, where they like a half hour and they went like New Japan style. Because I think the main event was Edge versus the great Kali, and Edge was like already kind of hurt or beat up or like, hey guys, like you're gonna have to put in some time tonight. And MVP and Shelton just sort of looked at each other and were like, all right, we're going in. Let's do this. I think the U.S. title is on the line. I forget who was champ or whatever. But, like, that's the kind of stuff. Like, no one's ever going to see that or hear about it or whatever. Like, if you weren't there, you know, like, you're just going to – it's just going to be one of those stories that, like, you know, Mick Foley built the wrestler book industry on when, you know, because he's got tons of those and have a nice day. Like, you go back and read that, it's like – you know, he's the reason why any wrestler has a book and it's because it's full of awesome stories about matches on house shows that like no one ever saw. So yeah. that's why that kind of stuff is what I personally enjoy about, you know, being able to see all this and being able to see, you know, the craft be performed at that kind of level. So that's more, more than like a TV show or a big giant video wall screen that like, you know, I have to wear sunglasses to shade myself from to be able to, right. you know, actually watch what's going on right. from like far away. I'd much rather, you know, have that closer intimate experience where you can, you know, really get into it. Yeah, I hear you. That I, I remember that's kind of the experience I had. I went to a Raw last March. I went to like the one right before WrestleMania over in Staples Center. Mm-hmm. It was fun to be there, but yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's like in half the time. To really watch what's going on, you have to watch the Titan Tron. And yeah, it's like, but- mm, especially, like, the funniest thing for me is like, when you know that you're watching on the Titan Tron, basically what they're showing on TV, but you don't hear anything. So, for example, um, during one of the tag matches or, yeah, one of the multi-man matches involving like, the guys from the ladder match or the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, something like that. Right, right. They would go to like this one of their special celebrity guests that they had, and they'd cut to him sitting in a commentary saying something. And oh, on like and so on like, the Tron. And yeah, you and it's like saying, if you're right. watching the screen, you just yeah. you see him talking. You have no idea what he's saying unless yeah, you're actually but, watching but they, him on the TV. Exactly. So it's, it's but so it's stuff like that. Is fun. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's why I enjoy, I enjoy the house shows because it's like the guys get to, you know, just sort of do what they want and have a good time and do their thing. So, yeah, I, it, I will it works say, out. Like, yeah, I, I will say my one, 
one of my favorite things about going to that raw taping, which on a side note, the fun part about that raw taping was uh, because they were just trying to get everything kind of taped ahead of uh, WrestleMania. I think they like basically taped main event raw and then like SmackDown or at least parts of SmackDown. Oh man, that's a long that's night. All that, yeah, it was a long night. Um, <laughs> but one of my favorite things during the raw taping was, uh, when they do the, like, uh, when, when John Cena was like doing his, uh, open challenge and like, yes. you know, like he had the U S title, he was, you know, doing the kind of the hard sell for the pay-per-view and for the view with Rusev and, you know how you know how all the cool kids are when John Cena comes out and everyone's yeah, chanting yeah, yeah. John Cena sucks to his theme music. I'm yeah, the yeah. one guy sitting about right. I'm I'm the one guy sitting about halfway up from front row, chanting America to the same tune as everyone else doing John Cena sucks. I still have a video somewhere saved of me doing that exactly. America. That was one of You're my welcome. favorite things. So, um, so good, man. It's you know, great. You know, you know, you make the best of 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 whatever situation you're in. You know, cheer uh, the good guys, man. <laughs> I'm a big uh, cheer the good guys. I like. I'm into cheering the good guys. I'm into booing mm-hmm. the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Except Kevin Owens, he's the only guy I make a pass for. I mean, you know, but it's just all you guys are bad get boo. Yeah. So yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, TV's fun. At least to just say that you've been there once, you know. But uh Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the live experience is cool, but as far as like you know, you're gonna come away with it like, okay, I saw like one really good wrestling match. You know, right. whereas like house show mm-hmm. like you get to like you it's moments, you know, like you get these moments that are just crazy. Like, you know, I saw I got to see Tyson Kidd wrestle uh Darren Young second match on the show which is like usually not like a it's like one of the like not the hottest match on the show let's put say to speak uh-huh. and they tore it down wrestling wise and at one point tyson kid put the figure four around the ring post mm. uh a la bret hart 1997 mm-hmm. in that match and this is like you know a house show in atlantic city for you know maybe 3500 people in a building that holds seven thousand so it's like you know it's just one of those like here's a weekend house show of what's going on and like tyson kid tore it down and like that kind of stuff is something that's like you're not going to get that on tv yeah you know like i got to see like i got to see tyler breeze when he was on like the like before he debuted and he was still like a super cool nxt attraction kind of thing yeah um you know see like it was like neville and was neville and neville was nxt champ versus tyler breeze and like trenton or something like this some national center so um and then those are like those buildings they love their own house shows in like they're Mm -hmm. they're too small and the tv but they're perfect for the hat for the house show loops and uh like even recently i think um well, Owens, Owens and AJ made evented in Atlantic City in a 30 minute, uh, Ironman. Oh, wow. For the Intercontinental. That's nice. That Owens eventually, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And that Owens, I think, won two falls to one. Oh, wow. But what's also hilarious is that, like, I think it was 2013 in Philadelphia, which is not far from Atlantic City. Um, 
Kevin Steen main evented against AJ Styles, one of Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore shows. Oh, nice. And so it's, so it's really funny. So it's like being able to see that kind of like same exact match at the, you know, National Guard Armory in the Northeast Philly. Uh, and then to have to know that that same match a couple of years later is going to headline, you know, Boardwalk Hall for the big guys. You know, there's, there's a cool sense of achievement in that. Like, that house to hardcore match was hilarious. Here's a spot I guarantee you they definitely did not do in Atlantic City. Uh, after the match opens with, uh, Owen Steen and, because he was Kevin Steen then, so that's when, that's how I'm gonna reference him. He was Kevin Steen then. <laughs> okay, everybody, settle down. <laughs> it was, uh, Kevin Steen, they open, Kevin Steen and AJ, they open, it's like 12 minutes just brawling outside the ring. And then when they do get back in the ring, Steen lops, locks in a chin lock and then acts like he falls asleep. Huh. Like, he doesn't try to move. He doesn't try to work the chin lock. He doesn't do anything. He just, like, dead guy, face down, passed out, doesn't move. Like, for for a good, I don't know, like, a uncomfortably long time, you know, for people to quote-unquote get it, yeah. you know? And once they finally did, they, they went along with it, but it was really funny because he did like one little move, like 10 minutes after not doing anything and literally nothing. Like he just <laughs> lays it. And yeah. it's the funniest thing so bad, but I guarantee you that would not fly. Yeah. Brooklyn brawlers in the back. What is he doing? Why is he laying up? Why is, what's the dead fish routine all about? Brawler in the headsets, a little yeah. Nate's telling him to get up, do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, but hey, that's, I mean, that's, it's cool though. It's, it's cool to see like, I don't know. It's, it's seeing what a different painter would do with colors. Like yeah. Rembrandt would this way with these colors and Picasso would paint a completely different way with these colors. And, you know, do you like a Picasso or do you like a Rembrandt? You know, it right. comes down to, you know, subjective, subjective art form, you know? Yeah. But, uh, either way for the guy involved, I'm super stoked for all them for them, like, Again, we, I feel like we've said it a lot, but like to see these guys from where they came from and to now be on top and killing it is pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of going on the other side of the coin again for a second. So what are you currently sure. listening to as far as music goes? Anything you like in particular as far as bands or genres? Oh man, I'm all over the road because I like everything. Um, I can't stop listening to the new Black Alicious album called Imani. Um, he, they are famous. You might know of, um, the rap song that Harry Potter does called oh, Alphabetic, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, yeah. they wrote that song and, um, their entire career is definitely worth checking out. If you enjoy hip hop, uh, if you enjoy hip hop done right, I highly recommend Black Alicious, uh, as well as Lyrics Born and, uh, Jurassic Five, you know, all those guys are sort of that same sort of Southern California independent style. Hieroglyphics. Nice. They're the ones that are another whole post posse I love. I love all those cats. But I mean, I'm also into like, uh, I'm seeing this band in a couple weeks called Tortoise. Uh, they do, they're five guys. They're from Chicago. They make this really like, it's jazzy, synthy, kind of sleepy, instrumental. It's like homeless music, it's really hard to, it's like soundscapes almost. It's kind of hard to really describe. I would just say listen to them. It's uh, TRTS.com. They just put out a new record that's really, really good. 
Um, let's see. And then I got a lot of rock, like heavy sort of grungy rock stuff. Like I love BOCs. Um, those guys are pretty awesome. Uh, shout out to a great band from the Carolinas called Grown Up Avenger Stuff, who just put out a new album that's pretty awesome. So, like, I'm all over the mo- I'm all over the road. Like, I'm jazz, I'm rock, I'm metal, I'm hip hop. I love reggae too. Mm-hmm. I got this thing where I've been playing kazoo, uh, horn lines over, like, I'll listen to a lot of reggae in my car and I'll just pick up the kazoo and start playing the horn line for the reggae song. Mm-hmm. So, you can check out a couple of those at Kenny P Drums with a Z. So they're out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge, you know, music and, you know, pro wrestling are like my, you know, I don't, I couldn't tell you an actor's name. I couldn't tell you like, I mean, I saw Jurassic World, but I didn't know Bryce Dallas Howard was in it until I heard a podcast afterwards mm. describing the movie and with your ex.com. Yeah. They're good folks, Mark and Niall. They're awesome. Uh, but anyway, like, I'm into TV. I'm not all that much into, like, movies and stuff like that. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of wrestling and it's a bunch of music. So that's, that's my style. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah. Definitely did want to, like, what brought this sort of, to sort of tie it together. Like, mm-hmm. when, uh, when Dean of, uh, Hell in a Cell Talk Radio, uh, he reached out to us. They were the first ever podcast to play the Mystery Men on, um, their, uh, on their, their platform and stuff. They saw us play a show that Jakara put together called The Blank Canvas back in 2012. It was the same weekend as Under the Hood at oh, the Truck okay. Yeah. Um, and what it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, this was when Ophidian, uh, the portal had split. And, uh, Ophidian had just wrote Death to Amasis, the rap song he put out. Oh, yeah. And he performed that song on stage with, uh, Kate Knights, uh, that night, which was awesome. Nice. And, uh, it was funny because it was also like a, it was an art show. There was, um, Zia Hilti had some photos that were up. There was some sketch comedy. There was, um, oh, Gavin Loudspeaker did a song. Um, like his classic acoustic that we always love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, song. Um, there was an impression contest. I remember, uh, Mr. Touchdown has an awesome, uh, the rock impression. Impression of the rock is <laughs> really good. Um, and then we got to, we got to play, the Mystery Men got to play about a half hour. And then, uh, I guess we were playing, we, we didn't, we played too long because at one point Ophidian flipped out. And he just got up on stage and made a stop and kicked us off and said we were terrible and fake luchadors and no one came to see us and we were awful. And, and then, you know, he made, he made our bass player set up, uh, uh, Kate Nex's guitar and they did the, they did the song afterwards. And I was always, oh, it was kind of salty afterwards, but you know, the, he is a snake, you know, you can't really trust him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's to be expected. It comes to the territory, but. So, uh, that was, that was probably one of the coolest things for me to be able, like, as being a fan and following Chikara and going to the shows and like, it was really cool for me to sort of turn around and perform for them and like, really cool, like, you know, Dasher Hatfield was there, uh, Fire Ant, Green Ant, Chuck Taylor, you know, Mr. Touchdown, Bryce, uh, Wink Vavasur was actually bop in for a little while. So it was good to see Wink sort of push his tie roguishly to the side and, you know, <laughs> enjoy an evening. 
And so uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really cool for me. So like, and it was funny. I actually it was the drum, the snare drum that I used that night. Months earlier, I got signed by Archibald Peck in Lawrence at uh, I believe it's Cotton Spiders Den hmm. from their show 2012 from Long Island. Uh, during intermission, Archibald Peck was signing autographs, and I was like, "Oh, I think I have my drum in my car. I'm totally gonna have Archie sign it." So I ran up to nice. my car. I was like, "Yes!" I was like, "Yes, I'm a snare drum." And it was like I band practice like or a gig or something like earlier in the week. So I was like, "Oh, sweet!" So I come back in. And they're like, look at that guy with the drum he's having. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs> you know, I have this crazy picture of like me in a mask. I'm wearing a Matt Classic mask, and uh, Archie signing my snare drum, and he's got the best like sneer, like the sneer slash side eye that I'm getting from Archibald Peck as he signs my drums. <laughs> the best. Like it's just the best. So uh, it was pretty cool to be. I played that drum, you know, that night. So that was pretty cool. Same drum I had Archie sign was uh, same drum I got to play on it, which is pretty rad. And uh, that was pretty cool. Like not everybody, you know, everybody gets to do, you know, not everybody gets something that not everybody gets to do. Like it's a really cool event. It's not just like your average sort of hey, we played this this venue or we got to play this city once or we got to do that. Like. A really, really cool, unique event that uh, I was glad I was able to do with those cats. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so I want to start wrapping things up. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, wrestling or music-wise before we kind of get to the final stretch? Hey, being that this whole thing's positive, like, uh-huh. be positive, man. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the stuff we like. And let's champion the people we appreciate. And let's not spend our time talking about stuff that we don't like and yeah. tearing down people that uh, don't mean anything to us or that we don't care about or appreciate because there's tons of things in music I don't like, but you won't hear me complain about it. Once in a while, I complain about it, but over the while, I try to keep positive. Just like there's a lot of stuff in wrestling that goes on I don't like. They should be booking these dudes. That guy shouldn't have to drive this far to bleed that much and get paid that um whatever but i'm not gonna get crazy like i'm gonna be positive if they're positive and that's what they want to do then that's your way to do it and i'll be positive that way and the world's big enough for all of us to be positive people because it works positivity works optimism yes yep good good times support what you like i I, i'm thankful for uh the new day for kind of spreading that message within the mainstream wwe (laughs) don't you dare be sour don't you dare be sour. Because, clap, uh, clap for those world hey, tag team champs and feel the power. Feel it. It's, it's coming. It's coming at you. <laughs> uh, and uh, I love, I just, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of everybody else, but uh, Chikara is awesome. I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of what they have going on. I really appreciate their quote unquote flavor of ice cream. Uh, to beat that dead horse one more time. Like, <laughs> I enjoy going, to, I enjoy going, like, the Wrestle Factory shows are fun. Um, they've definitely got some cool things going on. I appreciate what the, like the last year of the, the challenge of the immortals, you know, I know it was kind of tough for people to sort of follow or get through or, you know, but those, uh, top banana, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it because it's tremendous. Oh, yes. So, uh, such, such, such a great show. Uh, and I feel like 2016, the season they have this year coming up is going to be really good. And uh, I'm really psyched about all that stuff. And I'm really psyched for the return of the Tag World Grand Prix in mm, April. Yes. So 
really psyched about that because once that's over, they got one more announcement to make. It's going to be good times. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me, speaking of announcements, did, did you catch that they're actually doing, cause they're, they've, I guess they're finally taking their DVD stuff in house. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was checking it out and I thought it was really cool. So, uh, basically they've, they've, they've got the, they've got the best of 2015 available on DVD or Blu-ray and they've got the first two shows of the season. Uh, they've actually got it in one like DVD or Blu-ray kind of package deal. And Which is they, smart. Yeah. And then they just put out, uh, I think they, oh, they also just put out National Pro Wrestling Day as well. And so it's interesting because like, that was an awesome day. That was yeah. a great show. And I, you know, I think it's pretty cool because like for, for the price that they're asking for, it's like, I think $20 for the DVD and then like five bucks more for Blu-ray. It's actually not too bad okay. because like, it's, you know, yeah, go ahead. It's like, cause it's, it's a reflection of like kind of the increase in the shipping costs and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, it's also like, cause you've, cause like I said before, like you've got the best of 2015 all in one, uh, DVD. Then you've got two, you've got two shows in, in one package. And then you've got National Pro Wrestling Day, which from what I understand had a ton of mass, uh, ton of matches. So it was, yeah. you know, you, and I, I mean, and I, What's so great about, what's so great about Chicago now is like you can consume it pretty much any way you want. If you want to just download a single match from their website, you can. If you want to download the show from their website, you can. If you want to stream it, you can. You, if you want to subscribe to Chicartopia and be able to look up how awesome the future is now is from 2009, you know, uh, or like if you want to catch, you know, the Osirian portal winning the Campionas de Perias and holding it for like 300 days. You know, Chikartopia, like it's right there. It's all like dial it up and just check it out because it's awesome. Like, yeah, uh, you know, you can get DVDs, you can get the Blu-rays, you can get the digital stuff, you can stream it, you can get single matches, you can get full shows. Like, you know, the production has definitely grown leaps and bounds in the past two years from a new start to now, from a new start to now. Like they've definitely, you know, gotten a lot better and the, mm-hmm. you know, they've, had some stumbling, uh, some stumbling, you know, along the way, but I think that they've gotten a lot of those issues fixed and, you know, audio's coming out a lot better. The, uh, crew's doing a great job doing their thing. So definitely worth checking out and definitely worth seeing. I mean, and you can like, and you can follow Chikara as little or as, as much as you want to. It's a choose your own adventure. If you just love the way that hermit crab does his hermit crab style. You can just watch hermit crab matches and like, that's awesome. You know, so if you want to watch the whole shows, you can, if there's only just, Hey, I just want to watch these guys. You can like, they, they've done a really great job of being as accessible as possible. Um, much more than I think a lot of their contemporaries in a lot of ways. And, uh, I think that just also goes along with just their overall presentation of how they do things and what they do. Like, Lots of people do this whole professional wrestling thing, but it's, they, they got like a special, there's that, that quacking fairy dust they put in the stuff that's just awesome. And, uh, it's good. I'm into it. Yep. Great times. Um, so. Great memories. Yeah. Obligatory. Had to do it. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up, I want to just make sure, uh, you get a chance to, uh, put in the final plug. So where can people follow you at on social media 
And where can they oh, find right. like the music? They can find the music. They can find me. They can find it's all over the place. Uh, with the Twitter, it's uh, at the Mystery Men, and uh, I'm the guy behind all of that stuff. And you'll see the links in there to not only our Bandcamp page, LutcherRock.Bandcamp.com, as well as SoundCloud.com/LutcherRockLeftovers, which is our five-song covers EP that are all free downloads. Uh, the, the Bandcamp album is a pay what you want. You can put in nothing. You can put in 12 bucks. You can put in whatever you want. It's pay what you want. That's why it's called pay what you want. Do whatever. I'm just stoked the music's out there. Um, in addition to podcasts, and real quick, I want to say thanks to Zane and Caleb Conley. Uh, uh, check out Zane and Caleb take over the movie. Uh, features music from the Mystery Men. Uh, we're in the credits. We've got some pretty cool scenes. Uh, very excited about that. Um, so definitely check that out. And uh, if you want to hear about my musicals nonsense, you can follow me at Kenny P Drums with a Z. Um, I got a YouTube channel. I go to shows. I film stuff I like. I put it out there. I'm going to go see Tortoise next week, and it's going to be awesome. And it's now time for me to enjoy a pumpkin ale from Wirebacker Brewery straight out of Eastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. I love the Eastern Pennsylvania is such an awesome town and it's a uh, great place to catch wrestling shows. The Palmer Center, not a church, mm-hmm. but it's holy ground. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to get back there nice. someday. I'll yeah. just throw it there for you. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> thanks for, com- hey, thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Kenny. Been a lot. No doubt, Alex. You, man. Yo, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And like I say, Let's talk. Let's build people up and let's be positive and let's talk about the good things. Champion the good stuff. Thanks again to Kenny Pete for coming on to chat with me. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at The Mystery Men. That'll do it for this episode of Occupy Pro Wrestling. Be sure to check the site out at powertothesmarks.com. Follow me on Twitter at powertothesmarks. That's the number two. And be sure to like Occupy Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher, and leave a rating and review while you're at it. Every little bit of feedback helps. Big thanks also to the Mystery Men for letting me use some of their tunes for the opening and closing of this show. Until next time, 10 presenters, this is Alex Smiley reminding you to let wrestling put a smile on your face. He's a city for justice, a city for love. He's a city for peace for every one of us. We all need him, can't live without him. RJ City, oh yeah.